the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Erica Sasso here, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time. Now, this past Sunday evening, Pastor Josh gave a great word about the calling and vision God has for us. Let's have a listen, shall we? When the Lord comes and he brings that call of destiny upon you, he's no respecter of persons, right? It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. All that matters is that, look, if the voice of the Lord comes and if you receive an instruction from God, are you going to follow it? Are you going to obey it? Right. That's the important thing. Because Abraham, right, he was an old man with no children and God called him. Jeremiah was just a boy and God called them. Right. We have complete opposite ends of the spectrum and God was able to use them just the same. Okay. So verse nine, it says, the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth. And said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Okay, and so that means, right, this spiritual authority. He was getting his authority. It was not self-made. It's not an appointment he made for himself. It's not a name he made for himself. But he's operating in the authority of God, right? God's over all the world. God's over all the nations. So if he gives somebody an appointment, then it supersedes any man-made institutions and any man-made structures, okay? And it's the same, by the way, with the man-made structures in our churches, too, right? If God appoints somebody, then it supersedes even those man-made institutions that we have in the four corners of our church, okay? So it doesn't matter how long you've been in the ministry. All that matters is if God called you the task, are you going to obey it, okay? So verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me and said, what do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling. I answered, it is tilting toward us from the north. The Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. I am about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. And he makes a decree of what's to come to pass. So I want you to notice this. Where are these visions coming from? And what are these things that Jeremiah is seeing? The visions that Jeremiah is receiving, they're coming directly from God, right? I mean, basically, God is presenting Jeremiah something. Right? He's showing him a vision of an almond tree, and then he's showing him a vision of this pot being poured out. 
And not only was the vision coming from God, but also the interpretation of that vision as well. And so God comes to Jeremiah and he presents and he shows him something that's going to come to pass. He shows him new things. And then he says, and this is what it means for us. Okay. And the first thing that we have to understand and that what you get tonight is that the vision that we receive, right? And this is what gives us the direction that we're going in. This is what helps us map out the blueprint for how we exercise and how we carry ourselves in the world and how we go about our day to day. The vision, it comes from God. Okay. As, as the scripture says, prophecy did not come from human origins. Okay. It comes from God himself. Okay. And so this first task that Jeremiah is given, he's appointed as a prophet over the nation, and his first assignment, he gets the direction and he gets the clarity from it from a vision that comes from the Lord. Okay? And as Pastor Chris said this morning, is that he's going to be adjusting, right, our spiritual spectacles so that we can start to see more clearly the visions that God has for us. Okay? Where we get into trouble is we have these visions that we've crafted for ourselves, right? We have these images in our head of what we want, right? We have these images in our head of the things that we're working towards, of the things that we're trying to make for ourselves, and we craft this vision in our head, okay? What we have to do is we got to boot that vision that we've crafted for ourselves so that it can be replaced with God's vision, okay? The vision has to come from God, even in your own life, in your personal life, and in your business dealings, okay? And you might not understand the fullness of the vision, okay? When God said, you know, I've called you to the arts and entertainment industry, and I was just a teenager, I didn't really understand the fullness of what that meant, you know, because what happened is that when God said that, I started inserting kind of a vision of my own of what that might have looked like. Right. It's like, you know, and I, and I picture myself, you know, maybe with a director hat sitting on a director chair, but they always in the movies, they always have like the loudspeaker, right? The yeah. All right. Cut. Next shot. Right. And they're like calling, you know, and I started creating visions for what it would look like and how I would get there. But God's vision, it was more than just right. Me sitting in the director chair. He had a bigger plan, which was that he doesn't just want us to be a part of the arts and entertainment industry. He doesn't want us just to be a part of these industries, but he wants a complete replacement. Okay. So then that looks a little bit different. So even in the spiritual things that God is giving for us, sometimes we insert our own images for what we think it'll look like. Right. But what needs to happen is it needs to be like with Jeremiah, where God, he'll show you something and he says, hey, what are you looking at? Right. And then as you say, well, yeah, well, this is what I'm seeing, God. And then not only will he show you something, he'll explain it to you. Right. And you'll get the understanding as you need it. OK. So the vision's coming out from God and because God desires that everybody is going to operate in power that everybody's going to, I mean, cause man, let me tell you, God would be so happy if everyone on earth, if they just started talking with him, having a personal relationship with him, operating in healing signs, wonders, and prophecy. Okay. God desires that. Okay. That's why in Joel chapter two, he said, right. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
right? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, okay? He wants his spirit to be upon everybody, okay? Okay, which means that, you know, us trying to be gatekeepers for other Christians, right? Trying to be a roadblock, you know, you can't do that because that, that's my position. That's my calling, right? The feeling like you're being threatened by somebody else because now God's starting to use them, right? Or but they're starting to see manifestations and accelerations. That's not how God works, right? If you see somebody else being blessed because they're obeying God, that should just motivate you. Okay, you know what, God? I'm going to start obeying you, right? Rather than undercutting one another, you know, rather than being in competition with one another. We're not in competition with one another. We're in competition against ourselves, against the opportunities that God has given us and what we're going to do with them. So how does this apply to doing business God's way? How does this apply to the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence? So if anybody's worked in, you know, maybe they've done some investments or maybe they bought some stocks or they worked with publicly traded companies. So anybody's done that, they might be familiar with a term called insider trading. Now, insider trading, for those of you that might not know, it's basically when somebody's trading stocks for a publicly traded company, and they're trading that public company's stocks with non-public confidential information, right? They know something that the public doesn't know, and so they're basically making trades based on that insider information. In the U.S., by the way, that's illegal, right? People get in trouble because CEOs, they know that companies going to happen and they decide, okay, I'm going to sell my stocks or I'm going to buy a bunch of these stocks. And then people find out about it and they end up, you know, facing heavy repercussions. So what is the reason that it's illegal? It's because it's seen as unfair to other investors who do not have access to the information. As an investor with insider information, you could potentially make larger profits than a typical investor could make. And also, if you have insider information, you can manipulate the markets and stuff like that. And so the government is interested in that you know the market runs fairly. And some examples of insider trading in, in 2017, financial analyst for Amazon Incorporated was charged with insider trading because authorities said that he gave a fellow University of uh, Washington alumni information on Amazon's 2015 first quarter reports before they would be released publicly. Okay, And so he was giving his buddy some insider information. And what was he going to do? He's like, oh, well, if those reports are looking good, I can buy Amazon stock before the reports come out, right? He can make a quick profit. And so his friend paid him $10,000 for the information. But what happened is that his friend, he made $115,000 from trading. He made a quick flip of that money because he had confidential knowledge. That's what they're trying to avoid. And 2003, Martha Stewart also got charged with insider trading because she got insider information for a biopharmaceutical company. Basically, somebody on the inside told her that the CEO was selling all of his shares. And she said, oh, that's not good. I'm going to sell my shares too. And so when she did that, she beat the market and she basically saved herself a loss of $45,000 because she had the insider information. It got out and then she you know, got charged and got into a lot of trouble. So the reason why it's illegal is because it gives 
traders with confidential information at unfair advantage. Okay, and that's not healthy for the stock market if a bunch of people are running around that have insider information. It's not fair. The government is interested in keeping things fair. Now, the thing is, is that when we are led of the Lord and we're getting the vision from God, we're getting the direction from God, what ends up happening is that a lot of times he ends up giving you some insider information that's not public knowledge yet. Which means that those are led by the Spirit of God, they actually have an unfair advantage over other people going around in the world. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, you have an unfair advantage. Okay, and let me prove it to you. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. This is right after David, he's crowned king over Israel. So he's probably pretty happy, okay, but what happens? The Philistines come knocking on his door and he has to drive them back. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force in search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. He already knows the end of the battle. Okay, if God said, don't go, you're going to lose, you know, okay, well, we should probably run, right? <laughs> he doesn't have to get into a losing battle if he doesn't need to, okay? God already told him the result to that fight. But it goes on, verse 20. So David went to Bel Perizim, and there he defeated them. And he said, as waters break out, the Lord has spoken against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perizim. The Philistines abandoned their idols, and David and his men carried them off. Verse 22, once more the Philistines came out and spread out in that same valley. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So he told them where to sneak up on these guys. They're going to come out over here, so attack them over here. And not only that, it says that the Lord is going to go out in front of you and strike them. Okay? So not only did David have a positional advantage... But he also had the Lord God of the heavens going out in front of him. Okay, talk about an unfair advantage. And so David had some insider information. They didn't stand a chance. If we go to Genesis, we know that for a long time, Jacob was being taken advantage by his master Laban. Jacob complained, and I'm sure he was complaining to God and complaining to his wife. He was complaining, oh, they keep changing my wages, right? I changed my wages seven times, and he tricked me out of, you know, marriage to this woman that I wanted to marry to so that he could keep me working for him for another seven years, right? So he was complaining a lot. And so in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25, after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you and will be on my way. You know how much work I have done for you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Okay, so he was consulting some seers and stuff like that. And they said, that guy, Jacob, he's the reason you're getting rich. 
Okay. Even in the world. Okay. If you're being led by the Holy Spirit, they will recognize the abundance on you, the blessing of the Lord upon you. You know, they called Daniel Belteshazzar, right? And they said, well, the spirit of the gods is in him, right? They weren't talking about the one true God. They thought, you know, he had a bunch of gods that had blessed him. I don't know what gods they were thinking about. But they recognized that there was something supernatural about Daniel. Okay, so even Laban, he said, look, you know, I got my palm red. And they said, you want to keep that Jacob guy around? (laughs) So he added, name your wages and I will pay them. So Jacob said to him, you know, I've worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has greatly increased and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? He asked. Don't give me anything. If you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through your flocks today and remove from them every speckled and spotted sheep, every dark colored lamb and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages. And my honesty will testify for me in the future. Wherever you check on the wages you have paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted, or any lamb that is not dark colored, will be considered stolen. And Laban agrees. He's like, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, right? And Jacob was even making a case. He's like, look, and you can tell if I robbed you, because you can go through my flocks. And it's like, hey, you know, that one doesn't have any spots, Jacob. That one's mine. So he was making a case. It's like, yeah, this seems fair. This seems good, right? But unfortunately for Laban, Jacob had some insider information, okay? Because the next chapter, all of the sheep and all of the goats, they start getting born with spots and speckles. And the only ones that don't have spots and speckles are the ones that are sickly and weak. And so now Laban's looking around and he's thinking, why do all of my sheep look so skinny? I was supposed to have the better sheep, okay? But now every sheep that's getting born, it's got a spot on it. Oh, well, we got to send that to Jacob. Every goat that's born, oh, well, that's kind of dark, isn't it? Okay, we got to send that over to Jacob. What's going on here, right? And suddenly, the scripture says that he became exceedingly more wealthy than Laban as a result of this business dealing. And Jacob reveals why he made this kind of deal. Because it says in Genesis chapter 31, verse 10, In the breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, or spotted. The angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, I answered, here I am. And he said, look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted, for I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and where you have made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once and go back to your native land. So he received a vision from God. And so Jacob was saying, okay, well, I'm going to make a deal with you, Laban. I want the spotted and speckled sheep because that's what God showed me in a vision. That's what God directed me to do. And because of that, Jacob got an unfair advantage over Laban in his business dealings. And that's what it's like for those that are led of the Lord because, hey, the God of the universe, he knows everything. 
He has everything. And the funny thing about Jacob is not only did he strike this deal, but he decided, you know, okay, I'm going to try and get some insurance on this deal. Okay, I saw a bunch of spotted and speckled sheep. So he started painting spots and speckles and making spots and speckles everywhere that the sheep mated. And he thought, you know, if they look at spots and they look at some speckles, maybe they'll produce some spotted and speckled sheep. You know, and so every place where the sheep would go to mate, he started painting some spots and started painting some speckles. He's like, okay, that sheep that you just had there, Johnny, that doesn't look speckled enough. You know, you need to get on that. Okay. But the vision came from God. Okay. The idea came from God and it wasn't, I mean, who makes a deal like that? Okay. I'll get the spotted ones. I'll get the ones that look a little bit ugly. You get the ones, they look pretty. See, they don't have any spots, right? It's an unconventional business deal. And God, you know, he's been showing us a lot about unconventional business dealings. Because our own ideas, they're limited to, you know, maybe the things that we studied. Or maybe the other things that we've seen in other people. But because Jacob received this vision from God, because who would ask for just the spotted sheep? That's not a normal business dealing to make. Okay? But it came from God. And because of that, he became exceedingly blessed. Because, you know, if God showed me a vision of spotted and speckled sheep, I might, you know, my head might start thinking, it's like, well, what's, what's going on with that? You know, but God, I want the, I want the sheep without spots and speckles. You know, because maybe in my image, when I was thinking of the ranch that I had, all the sheep were white and pristine, right? Maybe in my image... That's what it's like. Oh, yeah, I'm going to open a ranch and I'm going to have the purest, whitest sheep and the, the wool is going to look amazing, right? And you maybe you had this vision in your head of what it looked like. But if you had a vision like that and God comes along with this thing that messes it up, you're going to become blind to the vision of God. You're going to not be open to what he has for you. Okay? So you have to get rid of your own visions, so that God can give you a greater vision, even if it looks unconventional, even if it's got some spots and speckles, because he knows the markets, okay? So in this business dealing, because Jacob was led by God, Laban didn't have a chance. Jacob had an unfair advantage over him. And the cool thing now is because of the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, we have direct access to God, Okay, which means in the body of Christ, we should all be operating in abundance. We should all be operating in prosperity. We should all be operating where we're productive, where we're efficient, right? To where the world looks at the body of Christ, where they look at Christians and they say, man, why is it that so many Christians are blessed? Why is it that so many of them are influential and abundant, Right. That's what it should be like because we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can lead you in any and everything. So if Christians are not like that, if the church is not like that, it means that we haven't been led by the Holy Spirit. We're too busy being self-led. And that's the end of the clip. Wasn't that powerful? It's just a reminder of how much greater God's plans and ways are than our own. We need to make sure we fully trust him, because if we do, our actions will prove it through our own obedience. And if you are doing your own thing, you need to ask yourself why. Because I'll tell you, it means that deep down, you don't trust him. Don't trust that he wants what's best for you, 
and don't trust that he knows you better than you know yourself. And who are we to question him? To question the maker of all things, to question love itself. His ways are always greater, and his ways are always better. So let's trust him and follow his vision for us, okay? Before I let you go, let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for all those that have listened to this message today. I thank you that their hearts have been touched and that they will seek you out like never before. I thank you for the callings you have for us. Transform us, God, into who you're calling us to be. Make our desires your desires and tear away any of our plans or thoughts that are not from you. I pray that the body of Christ will rise up and take their place, that we will all be operating in abundance and love, that the world will look at us and see you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for tuning in, and don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Facebook and YouTube. You can also join our Sunday and Wednesday services via live stream at SOGMI.org or on our YouTube channel. Thanks again and have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.